This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This Grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Good afternoon, Grade 12 Agricultural Science Learners. It's Miss Pasha again, offering the last agricultural science lesson. We are going to focus on marketing of agricultural products. And guys, I will always encourage you to practice the terminology because these terms will help you to answer uh, section A. The first term that we are going to come across in our lesson is the word accumulation. Accumulation refers to the process of bringing produce from different farms to a central point for marketing. Buying. Buying refers to acquiring goods for cash. A business plan is a document that describes the business you want to start and its goals and objectives, as well as stating the cost of startup and how the business will make money. The other term being controlled market system. This is a system of marketing in which buying or selling is manipulated or controlled in some way. The cooperative marketing system. With this system, we see a group of people working together to meet their common needs. Another term, the demand. The demand refers to the amount or the quantity the consumers are willing to buy with a given price. Distribution. The word distribution refers to the process of moving goods along the marketing channel. The other term, diversification. A way of minimizing or spreading a risk by being involved in a number of different enterprises. The term eco-labeling. This one refers to the promoting of products as environmentally friendly. Another term, elasticity. The way the price changes the demand or the supply. Enterprise budget. A budget for a particular enterprise on the farm. We have got another word here as equilibrium price. Equilibrium price refers to when the price of a product settles at the point where the demand is equal to the supply. There is this other term, the executive summary, being a summary of the business plan. Farming enterprise being a specific unit of natural resources that is used to produce income using farming principles. We come across the word feasible, which describes whether it is going to be possible to implement an idea. The term fluctuation being a change in price with a change in demand and supply of a product. Another term, free market system. This refers to a free exchange of goods without any restrictions and controls. Grading refers to the grouping of products according to quality. For example, quality, size, color, mass, and shape. The, another term, green marketing. This is the marketing approach in response to the increasing environmental concern. 
and there is this term green products these are the items that are seen to not cause damage to the environment we have got this other term hedging refers to entering into futures contracts to ensure to ensure a secure market and price another term being logistics the word logistics refers to the process of coordinating the movement of goods from the producer to the consumer. Another term, market equilibrium. This is the point where the supply is equal to the demand of agricultural products. A market research being the study of markets or groups of people you like to sell your products to. Another term, market segmentation. The process of dividing up the market into smaller groups of buyers with similar characteristics and needs. Another term, marketing, as the process that moves the products from the farm to the consumer or to the customer. Marketing chain, the sequence of steps involved in transferring produce from the farm to the consumer. A market mix, the combination of products, price, placement and promotion. Mass marketing, promoting the same product in different ways to different groups of people. Opportunities are the external chances to improve the performance of a business. Organogram, a diagram of the business or organization showing the different positions or jobs and the relationship between. To outsource, when a business gives certain activities or functions to another business to perform on its behalf. Partial budget, a budgeting tool that is used to, to investigate the effect of making a relatively small change to the farming operation. Price elasticity of demand, a measure of how much the demand for a product changes if there is a change in price. Price elasticity of supply, a measure of how the supply or production of goods responds to a change in price. Price fixing. This is the artificial setting of the price. Processing, which is also known as value-adding or manufacturing. The activities undertaken to convert raw primary agricultural products into consumable commodities. Selling refers to the exchanging of goods for cash. Specialization is focusing on one product or operation. Standardization as the process of setting standards or specifications for produce according to which products are graded and priced or the grouping of products according to uniformity. The strength as seen in a SWOT analysis refers to the characteristics of a business that give it an advantage. The characteristics of a business that gives a business a good reputation, a supply, the amount or the quantity a producer is willing and able to give to the market for a certain price. And then within the short analysis, we have the word threats. The threats refers to the negative external elements influencing the, the business. And then again, from the short analysis, we, we, we have the word weaknesses. Weaknesses refers to the characteristics of a business that makes it less competitive.
We have a whole farm budget, a budget that combines all enterprises and overheads to show the net return to the business. Now, as we move forward, getting down into the lesson, let's look at the differences between marketing and selling. Marketing is the process of moving the products from farm to the consumer. And the emphasis on this one is on customers' wants. And the management of this process is profit-orientated. And the planning is of a long term. Again, it focuses on the wants of the buyers. The farm or an agricultural business determines customers' wants and then decides on how to produce and deliver a product to satisfy those wants. And with selling, eh, let's, let's look at what selling means. Selling means the exchange of goods for cash. The emphasis here is on the agricultural products. And management is sales volume oriented. Unlike with marketing, marketing is profit oriented. The planning is of short term. And selling focuses on the needs of the seller. And the farm or agricultural business produces the products, then decides on how to sell it. Now, let's talk about the functions of marketing. Marketing serves three functions. The first one being the function of exchange, which is all about trading, buying and selling. And the second function is the function of physical supply which is basing on the transportation, handling, storage, and processing of those agricultural products. And the third function is a facilitating function, which is looking at financing, standardization, grading, bearing a risk. And then now, let's look at the advantages of processing. Remember, processing is the changing of primary resources into something new that is consumable, something new that is good and can add value, can add profit to the, to the farmer. Now, the good things or the advantages of processing, one, to prevent spoilage, two, to improve food safety, three, for easy transportation, four, provides job opportunities, five, to overcome oversupply of products, six, seven, it allows for easier packaging and handling of products. And then, again, for profit, this is the, the, the other uh, advantages, advantage of uh, processing. And then now, let's look at the guidelines for packaging fresh produce. Yes, when packaging the fresh produce, we need to use the convenient containers for handling, transporting, and marketing fresh produce. Using the bags, the crates, the beans, the hampers, and others that are said to be convenient. And not forgetting the important aspects like protection, like health, health risk, containment, recyclability, or biodegradability, the product identification. And then now, looking at, uh, uh, in marketing, we have what is called the demand and the supply. 
The demand refers to the quantity of products bought at a particular moment with a particular price. While a supply refers to the quantity of products sold at a particular moment with a particular price. With the demand, we, we, we talk about the customers or the buyers. And with the supply, we are looking at, uh, at the, the, the sellers or the producers. We have the law of demand. The law of demand says the higher the price, the lower the demand. Or the lower the price, the higher the demand. Which means that um, as the price increases, the demand decreases. And as the price decreases, the demand increases. And the demand curve is in a negative slope because it is all about a high price, low demand, low price, high demand. And then now, there, there, when coming to the supply, this one talks to the supplier or the seller. We are looking at the quantity of product sold with a particular price. And the law of supply says the higher the price, the higher the supply or the lower the price the lower the supply which means that as the price increases the supply also increases because the supplier is happy the supplier will be getting a lot of profit and and again on the other hand as the price decreases the supply will also decrease because the, the seller will be working on a loss and the supply curve is in a positive slope. That's high price, high supply. Low price, low supply. Now, let's look at the relationship between the demand and the price. The demand and the price. Remember, the price of the products. Remember, the price of the products is the money that is given to a product. Yes. Now, the price of each and every product can, can chase the customers away or can attract the customers to your business. Now, let's look at the relationship between the price and the demand. The lower the price, the higher the demand. As the price uh, uh, decreases, the demand increases. As the price increases, the demand decreases. That's the higher the price, the lower the demand. The very same demand motto. It says all about the relationship between the demand and the price. Now, let's look at the relationship between the supply and the price. The lower the price, the lower the supply. As the, prices, as the price decreases, the supply will also decrease. And as the price increases, the supply will also increase. This one, uh, the, the relationship between the supply and the price is the, the very same supply motto, which says the higher the price, the higher the supply. It favors the seller. The lower the, the, the price, the lower the supply. And let's look at the relationship between the price, the demand, and the supply. This one is formulated by the combination of the demand and the supply motto. They are evolving around the price because the price determines uh, 
the number of uh, buyers. Okay? The relationship between the price, the demand, and the supply is that the higher the price, the lower the demand, and the higher the supply. As the price increases, the, the, the demand decreases, and the supply increases. And on the other hand, the lower the price, the higher the demand, and the lower the supply. As the, uh, the price decreases, the demand increases, and the supply decreases. That's the relationship. When answering a, a, a type of question, requesting the relationship between the demand, the price, and the supply, in your answer, we must see the demand, the price, and the supply. Meaning that you need to say something about the three. And then now, let's move. Moving forward in this way, let us look at the factors affecting the demand. We have got factor number one, price. This talks to the motto. An increase in price will lead to a decline in the demand of a product. Or a decrease in price lead to an increase in the, in the demand of a product. That's the very same motto. The very same demand motto t- says it all. The second factor, quality. The demand of the product uh, will increase if the quality is good. Number three, fashion. Changes in fashion will lead to change in demand for certain products. The other one, the festive seasons. At certain times of a year, more especially the festive seasons like during the Christmas times, the New Year's and the Good Fridays, here, there is an increased demand of certain products. Another factor, the substitutes. People switch from one product to another. For example, if the price of red meat increases, customers will buy white meat, which will be cheaper by that time. And the other factor, complementary products. If the price of bread increases, people will will buy less bread and uh, buy, for example, a flour and make their own uh, cakes. Yes. And then now, uh, let's look at the factors affecting the supply. Number one, price. The explanation here is the motto. It says it, it all. The higher the price, the more the, the producers will be willing to supply. Factor number two, the demand. When the demand for a commodity declines, farmers switch to producing something else. Number, num, the other factor, technology. New technology may be introduced which allows farmers to increase supply of a commodity. Another factor, the production cost. The higher the production cost, the lesser the profit. The other factor, the competitive products. If cheaper products enter the market, the farmer may decide to to reduce production. Another factor, the environment. The adverse conditions like the pests and diseases can affect supply. Another factor, the politics. The aspects such as civil wars, labor disputes, and service delivery unrest can affect the supply of local and imported raw materials. Now, let's look at the ways of avoiding oversupply. How can one avoid oversupply? We can avoid oversupply through processing, which is also known as value adding. We convert excess produce to consumable products, like uh, Excess milk can, can be changed into cheese. Again, the, the other way, by dumping. With dumping, 
we are looking at the drastic reduction of prices. The other way, reducing production. The other way, improving promotion and advertising of the produce. Yes, and by another way, by hedging, entering into futures contracts. Another way, building storage facilities. Another way, diversification. We minimize or we spread a risk by being involved in a number of different enterprises. Then now, let's look at what is called price elasticity and inelasticity of demand. Yes, price elasticity of demand is the relationship between a change in price and a change in demand. And a slight increase in price can cause a big drop in demand. If a price of red meat can rise by 20%, many people will stop buying it and opt for white meat, which may be cheaper by that time. And then the price is elastic because there is a substitute. If a price of petrol rises by 30%, people will have no choice but to pay the higher petrol price. The price is inelastic because people are having no, uh, no choice. Factors that affect elasticity of demand, nature of the product, like for example, we have got the, we see the differences between the luxuries and the basic necessities. Basic necessities are likely to change much even if the price increases. Therefore, they are called price inelastic goods. And the, the luxuries, the luxury necessities are price elastic goods. Time period. The more time passes, the more elastic is the demand for a product. The availability of substitute products is another factor. The proportion on the customer's budget spent on the item. If goods taken up a, takes up a large proportion of the consumer's uh, budget, changes in price will result in larger changes in demand. That is higher elasticity. And price elasticity of supply. Yeah? We see the measure of how the supply of production of goods responds to, to a change in price. Most of agricultural goods are inelastic in terms of supply because farmers cannot increase production quickly, even if the price of goods increases. And the other thing is market equilibrium, the point where the demand is equal to the supply. And then with market equilibrium, we have an equilibrium price which is when the price of a product settles at the point where the demand is equal to the supply. And on the other hand, we have the equilibrium quantity, which is when the quantity demanded is the same as the quantity supplied. The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow respectively. Limpopo Department of Education Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Welcome back to our lesson, guys. We are still on marketing, remember? And then under a market equilibrium, we have what is called a shift in demand. This uh, happens if one of the factors, other than price, influencing the demand changes. The whole demand curve will shift. This will lead to a movement along the supply curve to a new intersection.
and an increase in demand tend to raise the equilibrium price and a decrease in demand tend to decrease in equilibrium uh, price uh, referring back to the motto and the factors causing a shift in demand one consumer income consumer preference and taste the substitute and supplementary products and the population size and composition then now apart from a shift in demand let's look at a shift in supply if one of the factors other than price influencing the supply changes the whole supply curve will shift this will lead to a movement along the demand curve to a new intersection point. The equilibrium price changes as the level of supply changes. Now, let's look at the factors causing a shift in supply. Changes in production cost, improved techn technology, industry growth and shrinkage. And now, we are moving from the demand and supply. We, we get into what is called the development of a market. Under the development of a market, we need to consider two facts, namely a market research and customer information. A market research refers to uh, the study of markets or group of people you like to sell your products to. It involves collect, collecting information about your customers and your competitors. Remember, a competitor is anyone who sells the same product that you are selling. With customer information, you need to ask yourself the following questions. Who are the customers in the target market? You need to know their age, occupation, gender, income, level, and others. What goods or services do they want or need when do customers buy or want the services or products and what benefits are the customers looking for you need to know about the customer's lifestyle and what do customers think of your business and customers information can be collected directly from the customers as the primary data or collected indirectly from shopkeepers or by using statistics or trends as secondary data Yes, let's, let's look when moving forward. Let's look at the competitor's information. By analyzing your competitor's strength, weaknesses, and understanding their, their business strategies, you can develop a marketing plan and a business strategy that allows you to compete effectively in the market. And then now, let us look at the how about of developing a marketing strategy. When developing a, market a marketing strategy, you need to develop a market mix, which is a combination of the following elements, products, pricing, placement, and promotion, which is, in short, the four Ps. Product. When marketing a product, you need to consider quality, variety, branding, packaging, etc. And with pricing, you decide on the price you are going to charge for the products. And then the price of agricultural products depends on the interaction of three factors, which are cost, demand, and competition. Then let's look at the method of setting price. We use the method called a cost plus pricing. You calculate the, 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 the cost. And with competition orientation pricing, you check upon your competitors and the market-orientated pricing. You check upon the demand and the supply and the discounts and the credit terms. With placement, 
we are talking about distribution. You decide on a distribution channel and control the movement of goods, which is the logistics. And with promotion, you tell people about a product and you also convince them to buy it. Uh, advertisement. We use it. Uh, the media, each, when promoting our products, we advertise using the mass media. For example, the newspapers, television, radio, magazines, and billboards. And again, you can do an in-store promotion. Yes, and the other one, you can do it through direct mailing, trade fairs and exhibitions, and personal selling. Now, let's look at the approaches to marketing. We have got one, the niche marketing, which is the approach, the approach whereby that, uh, uh, you sell your products to a small group of people or to a niche or a small segment. And mass marketing, you sell your product to a large group of people. And with multi-segment, you sell your products to many niches. And then now, let's look at the systems of marketing. We have free marketing, we have controlled marketing, and we have the cooperative marketing. Now, let's look at the, free, uh, at the advantages and the disadvantages of free marketing. The good things about free marketing is that uh, now, with free marketing, we are talking about the type of um, the marketing system whereby the, 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 the supplier is free to sell their products anywhere with their own prices without any restrictions and control. The good things about free marketing, there is no middleman, products are sold for cash, payment is received immediately, and the, 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 the seller sells good quality products. And uh, the producers sell at their own pr prices and it encourages the producers to work harder. And the consumers benefit from better quality. And then when it comes to the disadvantages, there is a high risk and there is a high competition and price fixing and the greater price fluctuations and the needs of companies are put above the needs of the consumers. Then there are some marketing channels for free marketing system. We have farm gate marketing. You sell directly from the farm. And the good thing about this, this uh, marketing channel, there is no marketing chain cost, no transportation fees. Products are cheap. But the disadvantages, the volumes demanded may be limited. Buyers have to come to the farm, which leads to difficult accessibility. And then... The other channel, fresh produce market, uh, the goods are delivered to agents at the municipal fresh produce markets. Large volume can be sold. Farmers use agents to market on their behalf. Farmers can take advantage of higher prices in, sh in times of short supply. And the farmer must have access to, that's the disadvantage. The farmer must have access to market inf information, price fluctuations, is one of the disadvantages. Farmers has to pay commission and the distance to the market may be great. And then the other channel, stock sales. The livestock are sold on auction at a sale yard to a highest bidder. Payment is guaranteed, is the good thing. The seller has access to a wider market than the local market. The auctioneer advertises the event. And when it comes to the disadvantages, the prices may be lower than the market price. The seller may not be offered the price expected. And then the other one, direct or contract marketing. The farmer sells directly to the retailer or some other type of end user.
And the, dis the advantage here is that the middleman is cut out, marketing margin is reduced, the volume and price guaranteed to the farmer. And the disadvantage is that quality of produce must be consistently good. Farmer must always have sufficient produce to meet the customer's needs. And the last one being internet marketing. Goods are advertised and sold on the internet via a computer. The advantages here, a large market can be reached cheaply, money can be transferred before the goods can be delivered. And the disadvantage here, this will only be relevant to consumers with access to internet. And farmers are likely to handle a large number of small sales. Now let's look at cooperative marketing. A group of people forms a, an enterprise. The good things here with cooperative marketing is that uh, peop, uh, the, 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 the cooperatives are having access to funding, bulk purchasing, the bargaining power, the access to better expertise, access to better infrastructure, branding, and the, branding and the profit margin becomes higher and when it comes to the disadvantages this type of marketing system uh, does not encourage entrepreneurship and there is increased transport cost prices are not negotiable and now the principles of cooperatives the first one cooperation voluntary and open membership democratic member control members economic participation education training and information controlled marketing system the advantages here is that we see orderly marketing standardization the stable prices secure market outlets the larger enterprises acquire international contracts farmers can focus on their farming activities but the disadvantages here it does not encourage entrepreneurship and there is increased transport cost and the prices are not negotiable now the goods moves from the from the farmer from the farm to the customers through what is called a market chain which is the sequence of steps involved in transferring the produce from the farm to the consumers yes immediately after harvesting the product takes two way some goes for preparation which in the form of sorting grading cleaning and packaging and others goes for a processing which is uh, will be freezing milling canning and be placed in the storage and then uh, the storage for the agricultural products is called a warehouse and then even the ones that were sorted and graded and cleaned and packaged, they are stored in a storage. Né? And then from there, they all become transported okay, from the storage to, to, to where the, the consumers are. They first reach the, the, the wholesalers who buys in big bulks, from the wholesalers to the traders who buys and sells, and from the traders to... Uh, the customers or the consumers then during the transportation of the products there may be some delays due to accidents and due to uh, maybe the tire punctures and hijacking now let's talk about the marketing cost production cost packaging cost transportation cost storage cost the taxes the fees and commissions and factors hampering marketing 
meaning that the factors that affects the marketing of agricultural products. Number one, perishability. Number two, accidents. Number three, theft, lack of capital, poor infrastructure, distance to the market, and spoilage, together with seasonal fluctuations. Ways of improving the agribusiness chain. We can improve the agri the agribusiness chain by ro improving road infrastructure, by improving access to market information, by providing storage, by providing access to finance, by using the cold storage and refrigerated transport, by grading and standardizing our product and by processing our product closer to where they are produced to reduce transport uh, transportation costs now within marketing there are some legislation there are some acts that are controlling the marketing of products act number 1 marketing of agricultural products act this aims to increase market access for all participants Agricultural Product Standard Act. This controls the sale and export of certain agricultural products. The Perishable Products Export Control Act. This controls the export of perishable products from South Africa. The Meat Safety Act sets and maintains national standards at abattoirs, promotes meat safety, and regulates the import and export of meat. And then the other uh, uh, act the Agricultural Produce Agents Act. This regulates market agents and improves their functioning. The last one, the Consumer Protection Act. This aims to promote a fair, accessible, and sustainable marketplace for consumer products and services. Now, with, we have got what is called sustainable agriculture. Yes, with sustainable agriculture, we come across green marketing. With green marketing, we are looking at the marketing approach that is responding to the concern about the environment. And within the green marketing, we come across the green products. Those products that are perceived to not cause damage to the environment. They minimally packaged in recycled materials. And within uh, this uh, green marketing, we come across an eco-label or eco-labeling. An eco-label is an official stamp that certifies that company meets the standards of being environmentally friendly. And uh, let us look at entrepreneurship which is a process of converting new ideas into a successful innovation. And then now, the aspects being creating a good, a good business idea, getting resources, establishing a, and growing a venture, taking risks, and managing the business. Now, within entrepreneurship, you need to know the success factors or the qualities of an entrepreneur. They are many. Passionate, creative, competitive, open-minded, confident determined, focused, and the others. There are many. And uh, we see the competencies of entrepreneur. Uh, yes, the, the, the entrepreneur must have the management skills, the interpersonal skills, communication skills, and their goal-setting abilities and risk management. Okay? The phases of entrepreneurial process. Number one, 
the generation of an idea and identification of a business opportunity, evaluation of the opportunity, planning, resource mobilization, business formation, and the growth of the business. You start up the business after uh, after ev evaluating the opportunities and uh, 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 consolidating the resources. And then now, let's look at a business planning. A business plan is said to be a document that describes the business you want to start, the goals, objectives of starting a business, as well as the stating the costs. Now, let us look at the reasons for drawing up a business plan. To foresee problem, to secure funding, to reposition your business, to guide daily operations, to determine your financial needs, and to gain knowledge. The problems encountered when drawing a business plan. One, the first problem can be using the incorrect format. The, 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 the second problem, uh, the, when the business plan shows that uh, there is an insufficient research. The other problem, leaving the gaps or being vague. The other problem, insufficient sufficient technical details. The other problem, unrealistic assumptions and projections. The other problem, incomplete financials. The other problem, hiding the weaknesses and risks. Again, the last problem, not highlighting the potential competition. The format of a business plan. The business plan must have a title page. The business plan must have a summary of the enterprise. An executive summary, I stated them in the terminology. An overview of the business, which shows the location, the mission, the objectives and goals, the current and proposed products, services, history of the business, the resources and the equipment, and the financial resources too. The another uh, point here, operational production plan for the proposed business. Yes, the organizational structure and ownership. That's the format that must be included in a business plan. The human resource plan. This should indicate the number and the type of employees and the lines of authority, competencies and the skills needed and the process to be followed to recruit suitable staff. And then marketing plan. The things to be considered, customers, competitors, market requirements, and the SWOT analysis, the potential risk, financial plan, supporting documents. Now, let's talk about the SWOT analysis. This is a strategic planning tool that helps you to evaluate your business or your business ideas. Yes, and then it, it is composed of the four aspects. Number one, the strength. The strength refers to the characteristics of a business that gives a business advantage, e.g. a good cash flow, a skilled workforce, good reputation, latest infrastructure and equipment, the good transport links, distinctive competencies, and the skills and experience. And then, the, the, number two, the weaknesses. The weaknesses are those characteristics of a business that makes it less competent, e.g. having large debts, lack of management skills, unskilled labor, being an unknown company without a reputation, having a poor location, the stock problems, and having outdated and inefficient machinery that costs a lot to maintain.
And then the opportunities. With the opportunities, we are talking about the external chances to improve performance of a business. For example, a competitor when a competitor goes bankrupt, you take advantage of that one. Uh, an increased spending power in the local or national economy. The new markets opening up and the new technologies. Those are the opportunities that one as a business, uh, uh, as an entrepreneur, must make use of. Yes. When a competitor goes bankrupt, eh, the condition will be favorable to you. And then again, changing in regulatory or tax laws could make it cheaper or easier to operate. And number four, the threats. Those threats being the negative external elements. For example, increasing competition from other producers or processors. Number two, products becoming unfashionable. Number three, increasing interest rates. Number four, technological advances in the industry. And number five, the rising cost of wages. And uh, guys, we have come to, to the end of our syllabus. And what you need to, to know with the SWOT analysis is that it is an abbreviation. The S stands for, for, for the strength, the characteristics that gives a business a good reputation. And then uh, uh, the W standing for the weaknesses. Yes, the characteristics that gives that makes the, the business to look incompetent, the opportunities for, for the O as the external chances to improve the performance of a business, and the T for the threats, which are the negative external elements. And guys, I won't close the lesson without saying something about uh, the paper that is going to be written on. Uh, Monday the 9th. My dear learners and friends, I would like to take this opportunity to wish you all the luck in writing your exams. And remember, each paper, more especially agricultural sciences, is made of two papers. The paper one being constituted by animal nutrition, animal production, animal reproduction, and animal protection. Take care of section A, which is answered with the terminologies. And let me take this opportunity to thank you for listening to me. I wish you all the luck. Thank you. Till we meet again. This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.